Welcome to an all-new episode of Fast Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Cummins, at Logan Cummins on Twitter. And on today's episode, I'll try to make friends with Oscar Mayer hot doggers, Nacho Dog Nicholas, and Little Link Lauren faster than everybody would be in love with me if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand-up comedian, and a ranch-dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests. Sometimes it works. Other times, not so much. Nicholas and Lauren, welcome to the Fast Friends Podcast. Hi there, Logan. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Are you kidding? This is like, honestly, if I had like a top five dreams uh, in my life, this would be in that list. Oh, we're going to have buns of fun. (laughs) This is awesome. Thank you for for coming on. How are you all doing today? And where are you right now? Are you allowed to say? Yes, uh, we are currently in Santa Barbara, sunny Santa Barbara. And um, we'll be heading to San Jose soon this week for events out over there. Nice. Nice. It's a little nicer than the Chicago weather, which is now tanked into the 40s. Ooh, I know. So you're having a good week, though? Off to a good start? Yes. Yeah, this week um, we had a pretty full week of events um, just because it's been a special week for the Wienermobile as this one was built in Santa Barbara. So it's been super special to the community and small businesses out over here. Nice. That's awesome. I'm having a great week on on my end. Just to give you an overview of how the podcast works, I'll kind of go through the premise real quick and then we'll just jump right into the first round. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Awesome. So the podcast is structured in three rounds. The first round is called the fast forward round, where I'll ask you questions about research, like things that I've looked up, um, things that I may have found out about you. The second round is called five for five, where I have five questions for you. You guys have five questions prepared for me. So we'll ping pong back and forth. And then for the last round, we'll use the fast friends fortune teller to reveal an activity that we'll play. And then we'll end with a friend request. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, let's get started. So real quick, uh, right off the top of the episode, what I would love to do is to have each of you in 30 seconds or less, tell us who you are. Yes. Okay, Logan. Well, my name is Little Link Lauren, and I am from Toccoa, Georgia, so a little town in the northeast Georgia mountains. I went to the University of Georgia and majored in journalism with an emphasis in broadcasting. So uh, before this job, uh, I was applying for news stations all over the country, and then this fell in my lap, and I thought, you know what? After a year in quarantine, what sounds better than a year in a giant hot dog? So I sent in my application, never in a million years thought anything would truly come of it. And as I worked through the interview rounds, I somehow ended up here as one of our 12 lucky dogs. Awesome. That's amazing. And Nicholas, how about you? So I grew up in Visalia, California on the opposite coast of Lauren. And um, yeah, so I'm Nacho Dog Nicholas from California And it's funny because I am the only Californian on the team. And my boss says that's because typically the Californians get scared of the snow and cold weather. And so Lauren and I have been bonding over the fact that we both have never driven through the snow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I went to school at Biola University. And then through college, I worked at Disneyland which was pretty fun. So we call this the traveling happiest place on earth in the Wienermobile. This job landed in my lap uh, after, uh, it was two years after college for me because I was class of 2019. And it was something that I've always been eyeballing. And so as I was nearing the end of my master's program through the University of Denver, I had this, my eyes still on this job so badly just because I love people, I love traveling and love getting to 
make people's days better. And the Wienermobile does that pretty well, pretty, pretty easily sometimes. So it's just a special opportunity to get to do this for one whole year. That is awesome. Well, thanks for, thanks for the background. What I wanted to ask first is, um, like you mentioned, being selected for this, right, is obviously a, a big interview process. I think there are w- usually over a thousand, at least a thousand, if not way more applicants and for 12 spots. So my first question for you is, what did each of you do in your interview process to help you stand out? So I sent in a music video. It was on a USB stick. I made a mu- music video rewriting the lyrics to Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. And timeline-wise, that song came out in the beginning, like the first week of January. Applications were due January 31st. So when that song started going viral, I was like, I think this is how my uh, application process should be related to. So then I made a music video, put it on a USB stick, made a massive hot dog box, like five feet long, and painted a whole yeah hot dog on a box and mailed the tiny USB stick taped inside the box and mailed it all the way to Wisconsin, which is where headquarters is for the Wienermobile. And so I mailed in my application because they don't uh, typically recruit anywhere near California. And so, and also with a quarantine happening, um, a lot of stuff was just already virtual. So it worked out just to mail in my application. Awesome. And Lauren, how about you? So um, we both applied in completely different ways. So Nix was definitely a lot more creative. The creative process had already closed by the time that I applied, but they were still coming around and recruiting at certain universities. And so they came to the University of Georgia for the first time in a while. And I had considered applying back before, but was always a very type A plan oriented person. And so I had decided that, you know, it seemed cool, but maybe it wasn't part of my five year plan. And then it rolled up onto campus and just thought, well, I can't ignore this anymore. So um, I sat in on an info session and the applications were due that night by midnight. So I got to working on my computer. I think there was about four and a half hours between when the meeting ended and when it was due. So I didn't really have time to think too much. I just wrote out my resume, put a cute little hot dog up at the top, filled out a cover letter, had researched some puns to put in it, and just went into it being like, okay, I'm going to throw my name in the hat, see what happens. Didn't expect anything to come of it, uh, but I knew that I wanted to be completely myself the whole process. So I wasn't going to try and be flashy or anything. I was just going to be Lauren, and they were either going to like me or they weren't, and we'd see where it goes. So very different, definitely not a music video. Um, and so a lot of people don't realize that this is a multiple interview round. So you go through a lot of different processes. So we started, we sent in our resumes and then, um, we had like a phone interview and what was the round after phone interview? After phone interview, uh, then it went to like a big group interview and, um, that was yeah, big group interview, and then it started getting lessened. I think one more time to um, some individual one-on-ones with uh, the different bosses and executives and directors of Oscar Mayer and Kraft Heinz. So you end up getting to a top twenty-four stage. So you know that um, you look to the person to your left and you look to the person to your right, and odds are only one of you are going to move forward. Um, and 
during that interview round, I was like, okay, I've made it this far. didn't know what to expect, but I got a call the next week saying that they would love to offer me the job and thought, okay, I'm going to do this. That's awesome. See, I, I love like the, I love that they, not that they're making it like super competitive, but like they're right. It's like, it's a little like American Idol. Like this is your top 24. Now you're down to 12. Like this is it. <laughs> yeah. So I found a copy of the official hot dogger brochure. And it says that in order to be selected, you must be outgoing, friendly, creative, and enthusiastic. And like I mentioned before, I have a friend and a coworker who was a hot dogger before, and he said that it's more like a lifestyle than a job. So my question is, what is your secret to being on all the time? That is a really good question. Um, I think it definitely takes a unique person to be in this job. We also say you have to have an appetite for adventure and just an appetite for making friends, fast friends all across the country. And so I think part of it just comes with, as it is a lifestyle, you have to genuinely appreciate the big and little moments. And even when we roll up to maybe the movie theater with the Wienermobile on our off day, um, recognize that part of the job and part of the fun is getting to have those spontaneous meet and greets with people in the parking lot. Um, which is just, it's still super special because that is sometimes someone else's first time ever seeing the Wienermobile or they didn't know it was in town. And so it's still, um, it's really fun to get to share the Wienermobile even on a day where it's like, oh my gosh, it's been a really long day today. But uh, sometimes they're just smaller meet and greets like, oh, here's the inside for a second. Here's a whistle and uh, have a nice night. And I think for me, one of the big things and your hot dogger friend probably told you uh, a similar thing, but we receive pretty extensive media training as well. And part of that, she worked with us individually to see what we each wanted to learn and grow in in that area. And for me, I wanted to make sure that I didn't feel like I had to be on all the time. I wanted to find a way that I could be a hot dogger and still be my authentic self through it. And so I think working with her, her name is Miss Terry Gowdy, um, I was able to find a way that worked for the for both of us, both my uh, bosses and being a hot dogger and a spokesperson, but also making sure I was still Lauren from Georgia. So whether that is having longer, more genuine conversations with people to the side or interacting with a kid in a particular way, I just try and make sure that I'm being myself as a hot dogger, that maybe I don't feel like I have to put on this persona when I go out and work each day. Yeah. Yeah. My weakness is definitely having like 45 minute conversations when I don't realize a crowd is building up of people that also want to have a conversation. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so sorry. So yeah, I definitely, uh, can get to talking to doing the one-on-ones a lot longer. Yeah. So sometimes <laughs> juggling that. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. That would be hard. And like you said, like, I feel like people, so I've never actually seen the Wienermobile except for like on the road. Like I've never seen it at an actual appearance. I've only driven past it and like, I still lost my mind. I'm not going to lie. But, um, but like, I can, I can only imagine like how excited people probably are to get to, to like see it and meet you all and like talk to you. And so they probably want to like, they're not thinking about the fact that there are 150 people maybe else that want to see it at that moment too. Um, I guess I should have started actually by, <laughs> by saying for people that may be listening, 
Um, can you describe what a hot dogger does? I didn't like start with that. That's probably a good we place can to start. That. <laughs> yes. Um, so every year, Oscar Mayer hires 12 recent college graduates to go drive their six wienermobiles all across the country on a coast-to-coast weenie roast, we like to say. <laughs> and so as a hot dogger, we do everything. So we do media appearances, uh, like your podcast here. We go and pop up at special events, and no, we don't sell hot dogs, shockingly <laughs> enough. We give out our iconic wiener whistles, some stickers, hang out with people, show the wienermobile off, take photos of them. That's kind of what a typical event looks like. It can be anything from a grocery store to a 4th of July parade. So there's a lot Mm -hmm. of variety in those events. Uh, But we are also the people who have to clean the Wienermobile when it gets dirty. (laughs) Or if you have like issues with the Wienermobile or anything, we're the ones that calls Pinsky for help. So if we were to get a flat tire, we're the ones that has to call and see about getting a flatbed trailer for the Wienermobile to be pulled on. So we do everything from point A to point B. Uh, We really do drive it. Um, So we receive extensive driver's training at Hot Dog (laughs) High, which is a two-week training program in Madison, Wisconsin. So in terms of the DMV, we don't have to have a special license, but it's a lot different than a regular car. So um, (laughs) we train with retired police chiefs in Madison to make sure we're ready to hit the road. So we really do everything as a hot dogger. If if there's something you think the Wienermobile might need, it's in our job title. I love it. I love (laughs) that. Um, Awesome. And thank you. Thank you. I think it'll be helpful. Like I said, I should have started from that at, at the beginning. So like you mentioned, Lauren, there, you, there are six Wienermobiles in the fleet that travel the country. How are you all divided up like from a region or like service area, if you will? Yeah, so there are six Wienermobiles, and each of the six Wienermobiles has a fairly fluid region. So we are part of the West team. And as the Western team, we have covered roughly from North Dakota over since beginning and leaving Hot Dog High in June. But now there's also a central team that covers states like Utah, Denver, Kansas, Oklahoma. And you have a Midwest team that covers Iowa, Illinois, some other of those states that the central team, the central team and the Midwest team kind of collide a decent amount, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I like to call the central team the wild card team because they get pulled all over they uh really represent the central of the u.s but the central team has made it as far east as florida or as far west as uh oregon so wow central team gets to head all over wow yeah all six regions uh the south the southeast the midwest the central teams and the east and the west okay right on right on and like you said, you're you're in the West, so no snow for you, hopefully. Um, <laughs> what? How far in advance do you we know your schedule? We were the first team to see snow. Oh, you were? We were. Neither of us have ever driven in snow, and we were the first team to drive in it about three weeks ago in Oregon. So oh, wow. kudos to us. <laughs> yeah, congrats. That's. I mean, it takes a long time to get used to driving in snow, and I, I can only oh, imagine yeah. handling a 27-foot uh, Wienermobile. It's probably a little harder than a than a car or a four a four wheel drive SUV. No, it was it was pretty unique. <laughs> we experienced I, what I was telling people like almost all four seasons just driving through Oregon yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago because we got to see snow. We went through an area with lakes. We saw an area that looked like desert, and then an area where the leaves were changing. So it was just pretty yeah. unique, but That's definitely awesome. the most beautiful drive I've gotten to do yet. Yeah. 
I bet. I bet. How far in advance do you get your schedule? Mm, it depends. Um, sometimes things get added in um, maybe the week before or that week on occasion, depending on what's happening. And then there is other times where, um, like as of right now, we know our locations okay. all the way through um, the end of the year, just because oh, okay. that's just how it happens to work. But we don't necessarily know yet what events are getting pulled into that. Our coordinator back at headquarters in Wisconsin is the one who has to coordinate those details and figures those all out. So we know that maybe about two to three weeks in advance. Okay. Right on, right on. And with the exception of Thanksgiving and Christmas, you're basically like in a hotel and on the road for the entire year. Do you have a preferred hotel chain? I'm very curious Ooh. about this. Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I find that it is really unique to each hotel that we stay at, mm-hmm. how the staff is, uh, the guests that we interact with. So I feel like typically we tend to stay at Marriott and IHG hotels just because uh, we do have a bit of an, a nightly rate because we have 12 hot doggers traveling, living on the road about 340 nights of the year. So that really adds up yeah. and can take a big chunk out of a program's budget. So <laughs> they don't let us go wild and stay at Ritz Carlton's. So we do have a budget um, and we get really good at negotiating. So that's a really great skill that you get to take away from this job. So typically it's whichever one we can work with the most to get a good rate. And from there, uh, kind of our each unique experience. So uh, for me, the best experience, experience that I've had at a hotel thus far was at a Holiday Inn in downtown Spokane, Washington. And it's just because of, of the staff there. I mean, everyone went above and beyond. It was like a family by the time I left at the end of the week. (laughs) So everyone was giving me hugs. They knew me by name. They're like, Oh my gosh, how was today? You're back. So, uh, they're like, I have some pizza in the back. You want to eat dinner with me? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So it really can become a bit of a family on the road. So it it just depends on, on each week and the interactions we have there. But I don't know. What about you, Nacho Dog? My favorite, uh, hotel that I got to stay at so far was in Davenport, Iowa at, uh, an autograph collection hotel of the Marriott called the current Iowa. And same concept The it, what really made it for me was the staff, but more specifically the general manager that helped coordinate it. Because in the beginning she was pretty, um, like on the fence on why does the giant hot dog on wheels need to stay here? <laughs> and is it going to stay here? And why, like, what do you guys do? And so when I had called, she was like, um, let's just carry this on over email and then we'll kind of go from there. And then by the end of the week, we were able to host like a private event for her hotel staff and guests and had told me this was the pinnacle of her career. And she had had the opportunity to host presidents at other hotels. So that was pretty, pretty crazy to hear how much she loved the Wienermobile by the end of the week. And she had never seen it, but she had like researched it a little bit. And it's just super fun to kind of like make those. Uh, experience is extra special for the hotel staff that have treated us well every time we go somewhere. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, living on the road, if you had to recommend to a, a hot dogger that's coming on board next year, three items that they should pack that that you didn't oh, think good. of, what would you tell them that they need to pack? I would for sure bring your water bottle. These are my, I'll do my three and maybe Lauren can do her three. Sure. So I, I would say um, a water bottle, 
some extra snacks on occasion when you might be um, tired and you don't really want to go out and grab something or get up and make something. Yeah. And uh, I probably bring too many things on the road. Um, but let's see. Ooh, just a really good jacket that you can throw on anything. I have a good black jacket and it's good for if I'm going to run out and grab something, maybe something I left in the Wienermobile or for dinner, just throw it on. So yeah. a nice, easy jacket. Okay, so it's funny that you asked this uh, because this was the one quack, the one question I asked hot joggers last year. I was oh, like, fun. "What's one? <laughs> what are the things you brought that you wouldn't think about that you've enjoyed the most, or what's something you wish you had brought and didn't?" So my top three kind of out of the ordinary things that I've brought. Uh, one, I carry photos of my family with me and set them up in my hotel room so that it makes it feel more like home because we are traveling year round and you can get burnt out of staying in hotels. So what I do is I try and make, make it a setup like my own little space and I make it my own. So I set out my pictures. I have my own blanket that I bring from place to place. So that is also really helpful. And then the third thing is actually something I didn't initially bring and ended up buying. So my thing uh, is fresh flowers. Even in college and at home, I always go buy myself fresh flowers every week. And I got on the road and really missed it. So I had to go out and buy a vase. And I carry it from place to place and get my fresh flowers every week. And Nick puts up with it and takes (laughs) me to go get them. (laughs) What a gentleman. on... On occasion, we have to go get the flowers and put them in their vase and then buckle them into the seats. So we <laughs> wrap the little meat belt around the vase of flowers and make sure they're all protected. I love it. I love it that it's a meat belt. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you for answering that. Um, what? So the Wienermobile exists to bring miles of smiles to people in big cities and small towns across the country. Um, when you meet people... <laughs> Uh, like we said earlier, they're probably like losing their mind and they want to talk a lot. Um, my my friend said that people literally poured their hearts out to him as a hot dogger. <laughs> and so what I would like to know is what is your what has been your most memorable interaction to date? It's almost like every week there really is a couple impactful ones. Yeah. And it uh, an, an advice for future hot doggers or just anyone in general. We journal things down and it just helps because in five years I will have trouble remembering the tiny things of like, oh my gosh, someone brought us cookies and then we met up with them later that day or something, or just the, like the little feelings that you might feel or a rainy day. So anyways, this week we got to meet uh, a nice lady by the name of Susie who came to one of our events at um, the Buellton Visitor Center out here in the Santa Barbara, Santa Inez area. And... She, our event was just two hours. She said she got there 30 minutes early and she was getting worried when it was like 8.50. It was started at 9 a.m. She got worried when it was about 10 minutes before and still no one was there and the Wienermobile wasn't there. And then also there wasn't, she was like just shocked that there wasn't a crowd there yet. And it was, I was like, it was 9 a.m. So on a Saturday. Yeah. (laughs) And she was like, well, I was hoping everyone would be ready to meet the Wienermobile and the hot doggers. And she ended up staying for our whole two hour event. And we uh, kept like moseying over next to her and talking more with her. And she has a big impact on the community of Buellton and is just a 
nice community person and everyone knew her. Everyone kept walking over to her. So we were uh, with a local celebrity as she was at our <laughs> event. And then even after that, she had followed us to our next event, which was like two cities over. And she said, oh, I forgot to get your guys's like written out names. It was like not she wanted our hot dogger names, Nacho Dog Nicholas and Little Link Lauren. And she hunted us down and then she wanted to be able to get lunch as well. And um, so we are trying to get lunch with her before we head out to San Jose. But just super kind lady that just appreciated the Wienermobile. And she wanted to um, even get a special shirt that we were raising money for. Uh, a nonprofit out here, Food from the Heart. And so mm-hmm. she got a shirt, made a donation, and just was like super happy to speak with us. And we were just as happy to speak with her as well. So yeah. that was a special one. <laughs> I we think we want like... to for sure uh, add her to uh, our personal Christmas card list. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So um, kind of like Nick was talking about, we meet thousands of people every day, and we have. Some conversations with them, most of the times they just want to whistle and want to go about their day, which is fine. <laughs> want to know a little bit about the Wienermobile. But then you also meet a few people that just really stick with you. And I don't know, maybe it's the Southern in me, but everyone jokes that I have a way of getting people to spill out their heart and souls to me. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> I have made some, some really awesome friends on the road and actually some people that have become like an extended family to me. So I have two that have been pretty impactful, but I'll, I guess, go with, I now have an Aunt Linda and an Uncle Norb on the road. They are full-time RVers, and so I actually met them on an off day, where on an off day, uh, we're not really wearing our hot dogger gear, so we could definitely hide and be in disguise. (laughs) But oddly enough, I was at the Idaho Potato Museum, was going about my day, had gotten my tater tots. I know, right? Dream come true. (laughs) Um, And was, is walking around the museum. And all of a sudden this man comes up to me and he's like, do you drive the Wienermobile? (laughs) And I said, well, actually I do. Um, And little did I know he had asked every single person in the museum that (laughs) question (laughs) until he got to me. Uh, But uh, I said, yes, I do. And we got to talking and just kept talking and kept talking. And then he looked at me and he said, oh, I got to go get my wife. <laughs> and so we went and got Linda and we all chatted for a bit. I took him out to the Wienermobile, got on their whistles, and we just couldn't stop the conversation from going. And so we exchanged numbers and they were like, you know what? Why don't we go out to dinner sometime? And so later in the week, they ended up picking me up from my hotel and we all went to Texas Roadhouse and once again, just kept talking and talking. And then they gave me their RV schedule and I gave them my hot dogger schedule and we were like, let's stay in touch. And so I got to meet up with them again in Spokane, Washington. Once again, went out to dinner. We even got to surprise some of their family friends in Washington. So (laughs) we had planned this whole thing and we had met up at a Ralph's parking lot and we headed to their friend's house. Their friends didn't know we were coming. So we hid around the corner for a little bit and they saw what happens when you try and hide in the Wienermobile. You can't. (laughs) 
Um, (laughs) So everyone in the neighborhood started coming out, but we were still able to surprise their friends, go to dinner. And I mean, I talk to them on a regular basis. We're trying to figure out how I can get the Wienermobile down to Arizona to welcome their new grandbaby coming. So that's fun. They will definitely be getting a weenie beanie in the mail uh, to welcome the new little one. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah, the connection just seems to be, it's hard to be upset probably when you're like standing outside of a giant hot dog, right? Like, and like, what's, what's there to be mad about? You know, if you're upset by the Wienermobile, you might have some bigger problems to worry about, I guess, because it's (laughs) just hard. (laughs) And I love just how disarming it can be too um for anyone that's sometimes maybe having a bad day too we've gotten to run into people that have like someone had told me last week or no it was a couple weeks ago in boise idaho and he was telling me he was like i came to work today and i was just like not feeling it like why why do i have this job right now like this isn't as fun today and he was like and then i saw the wienermobile parked out here and <laughs> this has just made my whole entire month this has been the best and it was just parked there cuz i was getting breakfast that morning with my cousin <laughs> and so it's just fun even when it's just parked there like when we're not out there even answering the questions it just makes people's days yeah so it's just super special and um we try our best to recognize that like, even though we see it every day, I still get really excited. Like, today yeah. we, we washed it, and it looked all shiny. <laughs> and I was like, ah, she looks so pretty. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, for people that are listening, uh, if you haven't looked into, like, what the inside of the Wienermobile looks like, you can find some fun videos and pictures online. Like, just to give a quick rundown, it's, like we mentioned, it's 27 feet long. It has a really fun interior with, like, some crazy vibrant upholstery. You have custom uh, ketchup and mustard colored seats that are embroidered, a mustard stripe on the floor, um, blue sky, and then a horn that plays the Oscar Mayer Wiener jingle. Did I do it justice, do you think? Yes. (laughs) Oh, Logan, you can't forget the condiment splattered carpet. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, so you should you should absolutely take a look if you haven't seen it. It's it's very fun. I have some questions that listeners wrote in that I'd like to just like throw at you rapid fire. Um, there are like five of them, so I'll just do them, and if you can, just like uh, answer them, you know, back to back. The first is: Do you ever have to parallel park, and if so, is it hard to do? Yes, we parallel park. It is, it would be tough if we had to do it alone, but we always back each other out. So. Okay. <laughs> It's not as tough after you get trained. We get trained really well in Madison, Wisconsin with the police department. Sure. So yes, we do parallel park. <laughs> How fast does the Wienermobile go? We can really haul buns. <laughs> I like that it's not in descript, so you don't get in trouble. Um, <laughs> do you get cut off by people like semi-truck drivers do when you're driving? Ooh, yes. People swerve in front to try to take selfies or are distracted and lots of rubbernecking. So we are just extra defensive because of that. <laughs> yeah. And got to protect our buns, too. <laughs> and the last is uh, you already answered one of them, which was about the special license. But the last one is what's been the worst city to drive in? Oh, my gosh, Logan. This is a great one for me. Uh <laughs> I'm from rural Georgia, just to give people background, had never driven on the interstate before getting this job. L.A. has been the worst place to drive in, let me tell (laughs) you. So we were there about a week and a half ago, 
And I was there back in August too. So I, I've got my fair share and I've gotten better at it, but I still white knuckle the steering wheel every time I'm in LA and pray that I can somehow hit that one 45 minute window during the day that there's no traffic. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone knows what it is, please let me know. Yeah. <laughs> Please, uh, please send you a DM on Instagram. I've, yeah, I've gotten to, I went to school in LA and I was telling Lauren, I had warned her a little bit about the traffic and not so much that it's reckless, but that it just stands still. Mm -hmm. And I like to joke and say it's a little, it can be a little bit soul sucking Mm -hmm. because some people, I've met some people that are like, oh, that's my Zen time that I listen to a podcast while I'm stuck in two hour traffic. And I was like, I just want to like roll over to the side and cry because nothing's moving. <laughs> yeah. So um, thankfully, it's it's fun when we're in the Wienermobile together because then we could talk. We're talking the whole time. Yeah. And so that's different versus on my way to work. But yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> of course. and then as traffic has moved slower too in L.A., I've noticed we get to see the live reactions as we roll up slower on like the next uh, freeway next to us. Yeah. And their jaws just drop at the Wienermobile. <laughs> and then the phones come out, snapping the pictures, and then we wave. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's so fun. I, it's it's funny that you say that. Like, I had uh, Damien Fahey on, who used to be a TR, uh, TRL VJ on MTV. Hmm. Um, and it, him and I both agreed that, like, having, um, like pulling up next to somebody in traffic is one of the most frightening things ever. Cause like you don't want to make eye contact. So you guys probably, you get that all day long. So it's, it's again, it's probably more fun when you're in a giant hot dog. So, oh yeah. My last question in the first round is that you're obviously clearly masters of hot dog puns. What is your very favorite hot dog pun? Oh, I like, okay. So the most fun one to say, and I like it a lot because it's, uh, I like to say people ask us, do you sleep in it? And our joke to that is, no, we don't sleep in it. We stay in hotels all across the country. It's not a weenie bago. And the more casual <laughs> you say it, the more people bust up. Like yeah. they like are so caught off guard. And so I like to say it really casually. Like, oh, no, we don't sleep in it. It's not a weenie bago. So we just stay in hotels. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa uh, what? Uh, what did you just say? A weenie bago. Love it. And so it's just it's fun to throw people off off guard. Yeah. Um, and then for me, of course, Weenie Bago is pretty hard to top, uh, <laughs> but a lot of people, uh, kind of like you did earlier, like to ask us how we got this job. And I always think it's fun to say, oh, I guess we're the lucky dogs who cut the mustard. So yes. it's usually fun <laughs> if you can double layer them in there too. Of course. Yeah. That's fun. Awesome. <laughs> those are my first, or those are my questions for the first round. Um, are you also good to run into the second round, the five for five? Yes. Awesome. So the five for five uh, round is um, we'll have we each have five questions for each other. It is famously named after the Arby's roast beef deal of the 90s, which probably neither of you remember. But you would get five classic roast beef sandwiches for five dollars. So that is the inspiration for the name. You are the guest. So I will let you go first with your first question. Okay, Logan, our first question. What is your favorite style of hot dogs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> on how you dress your dogs. Yes. So I get a Cincinnati um, style, like, ch- uh, cheese coney, which is Cincinnati style chili, um, onion, mustard, and cheese, shredded cheese. So Ooh, have you ever had Cincinnati cheese. style chili? No. So it's a little sweet. Um, it has cinnamon and chocolate in the chili, and there's no beans. It's all mm-hmm. just like a meat sauce. It's more 
yeah, it's more like just a meat sauce. And so it goes, um, it goes on top of the hot dogs. You can put it on top of spaghetti, but, um, I always get cheese conies, uh, for my hot dogs. Um, it, because I, I, I don't get to have Skyline. Skyline is the restaurant that serves it. I don't get to have it that often because I'm in Chicago now. So anytime that I can like get that, that's, that would be my first, uh, pick for a hot dog for sure pretty good <laughs> you should try it if you get uh, or if any I, of your yeah, friends I from the central region <laughs> can bring you some over i had had uh, a couple different styles of specific geographically located hot dogs so far yeah. like the chicago dog a classic yeah. one and it's been fun to get to try it because people are very passionate about their local hot dogs absolutely i used to travel for work a lot and i would i spent a lot of time in philadelphia and there was a restaurant there that was called underdogs it's not open anymore um but they had like all of these different city specific hot dogs and you would get like a, your card punched for each one that you tried. And then like, once you had tried all of them, you got your name oh, like painted cool. on the wall. And that's what I was like going for. And then they went out of business. <laughs> I was so, I was like all this work for nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's for sure that's though. My, fun. it's the Cincinnati and me, you can't, you can't get rid of it. So yeah, I would uh, cheese Coney for sure. My first question for you is also hot dog related. So I want both of your opinions because this is a hot topic. Is a hot dog a sandwich or not? I say yes, a hot dog is a sandwich. Lauren? I don't okay. know if I have an opinion. <laughs> um, I'd say if anything, it's more like a taco. Oh, well, that's not even a, oh. that's not. I know, but I, but I don't see it as a sandwich, <laughs> but it looks most like a taco with... Lauren's blowing up the debate. <laughs> Lauren's she's, she's bringing a new entry in. The new debate is yeah. taco or sandwich, not even yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I've heard both sides of it, but I just really like, I don't really care a whole lot. I don't know. To have an opinion. Is that bad? <laughs> I should probably have an opinion on it, but I don't. I'm sorry, Logan. <laughs> and a couple years ago, right. Oscar right. Meyer jumped on that, uh, trend and they made a special call list where you could or a hotline you could call in and voice your opinion on why it was a sandwich or why it was not a sandwich <laughs> was was there like an official verdict or was it they were just like I taking say a the official check. verdict was that oscar meyer said yes it was a sandwich okay all right well just i mean they, the they would be yeah. the authority i, I think, think i think part of it was just yeah. they wanted to stir stir the pot and get everyone to call in yeah, they not just saying this because you're sitting here. They are geniuses from a marketing oh, yeah. perspective. Like I have friends that have worked on campaigns back to like the bacon barter and all of that kind of stuff. Like they have some very, very amazing campaigns that they've done over the years. So, um, yeah, no, no marketing dummies over there at Oscar Meyer. Uh, my second question for you is what show or movie do you turn on when you just want to zone out and feel better? <gasps> I love this question. I ask this question a lot to a lot of people. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so you might see it on this list. Uh, but my favorite zone out movie, I put it on during studying for finals or just like in, on a laptop or on the TV. But it is Mrs. Doubtfire. And it is, I oh, just, I find myself sometimes still cracking up at it, even though I've seen it like over 500 times. It's just so like, Mm -hmm. fun nostalgic iconic amazing and robin williams is a yeah. favorite so mrs doubtfire oh yeah awesome oh and then nick for sure knows mine um 
Mine will always be Gilmore Girls. I've been watching it since I was seven years old okay. with my mom. I am part of the Gilmore Girls following. Will be for life. And I've even gotten Nacho Dog to watch a few episodes with me. So You should mention that I watched the last episode, the last of the movie series. So now I need to actually go back to the beginning and watch it. But yeah, Lauren was watching it yeah. in nostalgia. That's a great show. The dialogue is always like they talk way too fast, but for me, but <laughs> I'm like, I need you to slow down a little bit, but I used to love that show. I, I honestly haven't watched it in forever. That's a good one to put in bank for the winter when it gets gross here. <laughs> awesome. It's time for your second question for me. Was the question TV show or movie? Oh, either was, or. Yeah. Oh, either or. Okay. Can you, yeah. can you cut that? <laughs> um, awesome. It's time for your second question for me. Oh, our second question. Okay, so what is your favorite state that you have visited? My favorite state that I've visited? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I always say that, like, my wife and I want to move to Arizona um, because you can pretty much do anything there. And I'm also, I think we're just really tired of winter. We both grew up in the Midwest, but we've been in Chicago now for, like, 15 years. Um it's probably it probably is my favorite state that we visit because and I think because we always go for like fun vacation trips like we've never had to be there and like deal with normal life right so it's, there's that disconnect too so I don't know if I spent like maybe six months there I maybe I would feel differently but I really like it um, it's it's a fun state I also got to go to a WWE Royal Rumble there which um, was is one of my hobbies and passions is uh, professional wrestling. So I have good memories from that. Um, yeah, I would say Arizona is my favorite state. That's pretty good. Yeah. We have yet. I've awesome. never visited Arizona and neither. You've and never? it's right next to me. I'm in California. Yeah, it's pretty and, close. Uh, it's pretty yeah. close. And Lauren has also never visited. I really have no excuse to have never visited. <laughs> I mean, it's so hot, right? Like, oh. I've never been in... Um, I've only been in like the fall and winter months, so it's like been fine for me. I may change my mind also if I were to go in like the middle of summer. <laughs> oh, but as everyone likes to tell this Georgia girl, it's a dry heat. Oh, yes. Everyone will yeah. defend dry heat that. like it is. I don't even know because here's the thing. Yeah, it's still 112. That's what I tell. I tell my mom that yeah. she I was telling her because training for this and we've been in the Midwest a lot and She's like, oh, is it hot over there? And I was like, well, it's 90, but it's, it's, I don't know, it feels the same as home. And she's like, but, but it's humid. And I was like, but yeah, <laughs> on the, according to the weather app, it says 115 over there and it's a dry yeah. heat. So I don't, I think both aren't great. <laughs> I agree. It's like it absolutely, I'm not saying that it's not a different heat, but like, it's still, it's just hot. Like you can literally hot. fry it. You can cook on the sidewalk or on your dashboard. I've seen videos of yeah. people doing it in the summer. Like the, and I don't one know. feels so like yeah, a I, sauna, I, and then one feels like I'm opening the oven and drying out my entire face. <laughs> yeah. So both are rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. It's it is uh, time for my th wait my third your third question for me. Our yeah? third question. Oh. Um, wait, as we are, are nearing. <laughs> I, we're, we both have done two questions. Just got out of order a little bit, I think. Oh, did we get? Oh, that? yes. I think I messed up the order. Okay. <laughs> All right. We yeah. roll Can, with Kenny, the punches here. This. Yeah, you do. You do. So you go with your with your uh, third question for me. Okay. We will ask our third question. 
as we are nearing uh, that now we are on November 1st, and I really like to start celebrating Christmas the day after Halloween. So yes. uh, what is a number one f- Christmas movie that you want to see or a holiday movie that you try to see every season? Yeah. So I, I do love Bad Santa, um, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> which is a terrible movie, uh, like terrible um, from a like content standpoint. Um, I also really we watch uh, A Christmas Story which I know is like kind of played out at this point, but I, we grew up watching it. Um, so I really like that. Um, the, I know this isn't the answer to your question, but I'm more excited <laughs> for little Debbie Christmas tree cakes and, uh, for Mariah Carey oh, on, yes. on loop. Okay. So are you going to try the little Debbie Christmas tree cake ice cream that has now hit the I shelves? Am. Yes. It, today was the day, um, November 1st. Um, it's exclusively at Walmart. I looked up at our local Walmart. It did not show up in the inventory. I do. I will go to Walmart and try to get it, uh, probably tomorrow before I go to work. Um, I'm very intrigued. I, I'm not a huge ice cream fan, which is like against being fat rules. Um, but that's, we, I just don't like ice cream that much, but I'm very intrigued to see like how it, how they capture the sort of taste and texture of those trees in the ice cream. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. Honestly, I can't, I can't wait. I love those are my favorite um, snacks. Probably, oh, I wait all year for those things to come out, and I stockpile them. Like when I lived in downtown Chicago, I would have people. They didn't really sell them in grocery stores there, and I would have people like ship them to me. I respect that as as someone who <laughs> is a big dessert before dinner type of gal. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did read that about you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, Don't don't tell my bosses, Logan, but I think I've had more donuts than hot dogs on the road. So, oh, I know. Secret is safe with me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My third question I'm going to ask of both of you. Um, Obviously, you two are currently hot dog or partners. Can you share something that you consider to be a positive characteristic of your partner? That is so wholesome. That is so wholesome. Oh, my gosh. Wait, I can't I'll wait to hear Lauren, what you have to say. I'll let Lauren go second <laughs> since she probably has so many. Just so she can narrow them down? Yes. Um, yeah. My favorite. It's favorite characteristic, right? Yeah, or just like something that you admire about her, some, like a positive characteristic or trait of hers. Um, we were talking earlier today, but I really do enjoy getting to see Lauren be able to make good connections with anyone and everyone. Like it could be a rock on the side of the road and the rock would start following her. <laughs> um, so it's super special to see that. And it has helped um, me make connections too as well. I, I feel like I can connect with people well too. But she does it differently. It might be the Southern or it just might be the Lauren. But, yeah. (laughs) I think for me, um, it's that Nick is always so down to do anything. He's one of the most fun people I've ever met in my entire life. And also has the most energy of anyone I've ever met. So I feel like (laughs) his energy and his positive spirit brings me up, too. So when I might normally be like, oh, you know what time it is? nap time he's like you know what time it is not nap time let's hop in the wheelmobile and go on an adventure and i'm like you're right let's go so he's always yeah. down um and he never says no to a donut with me he always takes me to get my donuts too so great partner over here that's that's amazing 
so important in a partner. <laughs> um, awesome. It's time for your next question for me. Oh. Yes. Next question. Lauren. Okay. So, Logan, we both have hot dogger names. What would your hot dogger name be? I've been thinking about this, honestly, because... <laughs> Because I was going to ask you about being an honorary hot dogger and how that happens. I've heard that word on the street is that that can happen. Um, I don't. So here's where this is where I got tripped up. Like, obviously, my name starts with an L. Um, and so the only thing that came to mind was Link. And I'm like, I am not about to step on little Link Lauren's toes and try to, like, pu you know, push my way in. That's just not a, like, nice thing to do. Um, my legal first name is actually Carl, which is weird. Um, but I thought about... Um, like potentially where there was a tie in there and with my sky, uh, skyline chili love, I could be like Coney dog, Carl. I don't know. You guys tell me though. I like Coney dog, Carl, but did you know that uh, Carl Meyer is who invented the Wienermobile? I did. I did see that in my research. Yes. <laughs> that is. So yeah, I guess um, if your name is Carl, you're probably just like, it's a shoe in, right? That I would be honorary if I'm Coney Dog Carl. I know, right? I think we should make it happen. I, you know what? I'm down for it. I'll get on a plane tomorrow. There Don't tell go. my boss. <laughs> Your secret's safe. Awesome. We, now we have secrets. <laughs> so many secrets. Or I was thinking if, if for Logan, you could be lots of toppings Logan, which is a fun one. Okay. I like that. Also, I don't, it's hard to step on my toes. So I think Linktastic Logan would also be cool. Okay. You know what? Maybe we could open up um, a poll to the listeners and have them pick which one they like of those three. There we I go. I like that. Yeah. So when we post this episode next week, we'll post it with a, with a question and, and get people to weigh in. I'm cheering for Coney Dog Carl, not just because I came up with it, but because of my Cincinnati roots. So mm. um, don't take it personally. That one is a classic. <laughs> I, I respect that one. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> My fourth question for you is what's something that is common for other people that you've never experienced yourself? Ooh. Common for other people. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> what's that's okay. It can be interpreted in different ways, right? Yeah. Common for other yeah. people, but I have not experienced myself. I will bring up. The fact that so, a lot of people on our team are used to snow, like seeing snow, mm -hmm. it snows in their town once a year or a couple times a year or every other year. And I tell them like, and I didn't realize this until I had met people from the Midwest or the East, but like we say, oh, we're going to the snow this weekend. Like, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, we're going to the snow. And oh. my friends from the Midwest are like, that's so California. You're like, you don't go to the <laughs> snow. You go to maybe like a resort or a mountain or goes skiing somewhere, but like you don't go to the snow. But yeah, so that's something that I think is a little on the abnormal side. My experience yeah. with snow and driving through the snow. Yeah. Yeah. Are you tapping in for the same answer? Or you got a different one. Lauren? I don't know. I, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't say that. Um, I'd say maybe something that's different for me than other people uh, outside, I'll, I'll do it in terms of like us hot doggers is, okay. uh, being from the South, I'm the only hot dogger from what I would consider the true South. And so mm -hmm. my dialect Ooh. is different for some things. Um, so we go to the store and most of the world probably considers it a shopping cart. 
And then I'm over here at Nick saying, hey, can you grab me a buggy? Buggy. He's like, Love it. what's a buggy? <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's a buggy. And I point to it and he's like, you mean a shopping cart? <laughs> yeah. Or um, he'll buggy. be like, he'll, we'll go into a gas station. He said, you want a drink? I'm like, yeah, I want a Coke. And then he just goes in and I'm like, wait, I didn't tell you what kind of Coke I wanted. <laughs> He's like, no, you said Coke. So that's the drink. Just a Coke. Yeah. Um, but to me, everything's Coke. And then you have to be yeah. more specific. So uh, I've definitely had to learn some things in that sense. Um, so, yeah, I guess maybe that would be the biggest difference, especially in this year that I've noticed. Uh, and I catch yeah. people saying things and I'm like hmm, okay, that's definitely different than what I use, but <laughs> learn new things every day. So what, what kind of Coke do you drink? Oh, a Coke Zero. But, you know, sometimes I say I want a Coke, but I might want a Sprite, you know? Yeah, but everything's Coke. Even Pepsi, it's, it's Coke. Hey, I want a Coke. <laughs> if I say I want a Coke and somebody brings me a Pepsi, though, they're going to have to turn it around and go get me an actual Coke. Oh, yeah. That's just me. Oh, I definitely have to ask him, like... <laughs> Um, what kind of Coke do you have? Do you have Coke or Pepsi? And they get confused by the question. <laughs> but yeah, it needs to be the real stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. It's time for your last question for me. So uh, for me, of course, we had these grand dreams of who all we would like to give rides in the Wienermobile. If you were a hot dogger, mm -hmm. who would be the one person you'd want to take on a ride? <laughs> Oh, wow. We're hitting you with the hard ones now. No doubt. No doubt. I need to think about this. Um, <laughs> it's tough. It is. Cause it's like, it's like one, yeah, just like one person. Um, geez. I would take my wife. I can't. Oh, no, I don't want to go in the Wienermobile without her. Yes. Like that's something to like, that's. <laughs> I, yeah. You just really scored some brownie points on this <laughs> podcast right here. Yeah. I don't know why I thought so long about it, but then I was like, wait a second. I can only picture doing this with one person. I mean, obviously besides you guys, but <laughs> like if I got to bring one person with me or like get to give a ride to one person, it would be her. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. special. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Similarly, we always say we want like our family, our immediate family to get to experience the ride with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So like Lauren and I both were like, if you ever see another Wienermobile, go visit our friends, go visit our team. Yeah. But don't take a ride until it's with us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You got to wait for that. Um, my last question is kind of a similar play. It's the it's traditional given if you had a choice to go to dinner with any one person as a dinner guest, who would you pick and why? I, I'm going to let you go first. Okay. <laughs> I would love to go uh, to dinner with Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. Big fan. And um, yeah, just he, I've gotten to see a lot of interviews with him and um, seems really down to earth, kind guy. Um, and he's been through the ringer both as yeah, a person and someone that's on the world stage all the time. Absolutely. So it would just be fun to have a normal conversation with him. 
yeah. at dinner. No, I love that answer, Nick. Thank you. And Lauren, how about you? If you could have the ch- uh, choice of have anyone in the world, who would you have as a dinner guest? Yeah, so for me, I definitely have a big role model in my career and just life in general. So it would have to be Robin Roberts. I'm a huge Good Morning America fan. It's definitely um, something that I've always dreamed of doing with my life career goal-wise. And I think she just seems like such an authentic person in and out. So I feel like she'd be the same person that I see on camera at dinner. And yeah, I would just love to meet her one day and dinner would be the perfect place. I love that. I think you can make that happen, quite honestly. She seems very, like you said, very genuine and very authentic. And uh... Especially with the Wienermobile. Yeah, yeah. And I just found out that I'm going to be south um, this upcoming January, so... She has roots in Louisiana. We'll have to see if we can make it happen. Oh, man. Yeah. You got to lure her in with a Wienermobile and then Mm -hmm. get what you need. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Awesome. That's a great answer. I I love both of those answers. Well, uh, it's time to move into the third round, which is the Fast Friends Fortune Teller. Um, So in my hand, I have this uh, paper fortune teller, and I'm going to ask you a series of questions to reveal activities, which um, will be the activity that we play, and then we'll end with a friend request. So my first question for you guys is, uh, if we're riding in the Wienermobile, the three of us, um, and I have you start a boy band playlist, would you pick the first song from 98 Degrees, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, or One Direction? One Direction. One Direction. What What about you, Lauren? I mean, I love In Sync, but I feel like together we do play One Direction a good bit. And we do, guys... do like uh, 98 Degrees as well, but um, yeah. But one, one, direction, direction. one Direction is your pick. What yeah. Do you have a go-to One Direction song for the Wienermobile? Well, this year uh, on my Spotify wrapped, it ended with um, One Direction. Let's see. What Makes You Beautiful as number three of the top five songs, which is comical because okay. that song came out so long ago. Yeah, I was going to say it's been out for a while. It's comical, too, because I don't think I've ever heard you play it in the Wienermobile. (laughs) (laughs) That means you're listening to it a lot in the the AirPods when she's not around. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Let's let's see. Under One Direction, uh, if we stop for snacks at a gas station and we pick from these four snacks, would you pick Sour Patch Kids, Milk Duds, Corn Nuts, or Cheez-Its? Oh, Cheez-Its? Cheez-Its. Is it unanimous? All right. And the last question is, uh, we we stop at a drive-thru. We're going to pretend like the Wienermobile can fit through drive-thrus in this scenario. <laughs> Would you um, go through the drive-thru at Arby's, Wendy's, McDonald's, or Burger King? Oh, McDonald's. McDonald's. We've been already a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we have awesome. to park outside the drive-thru. We walk up. We say, listen, the big hot dog out there. We drive it. Can we order here? And then they say yes. And they say absolutely. That's the one thing we always know we can agree on. McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, it has something for everybody, I feel like. And it's yeah. it's like a you know what you're going to get. You know? Oh, yeah. So, um, underneath McDonald's is a game Never Have I Ever. So what I will do is I have a series of questions from this card game Never Have I Ever. Um, I, I will just randomly pull them and ask you. If, uh, if by chance what I say you have done um, in this scenario, you would be drinking very early in the morning. So orange juice or coffee, probably. But just take a drink of your orange juice or coffee. Okay. Um, so the first one is, never have I ever peed in a Gatorade bottle. Hmm. Um, I have yes. done this. 
I am a <laughs> solid no on that. <laughs> Yes, we're not in the vehicle I drive. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course not. This was pre, <laughs> pre, uh, pre job. Um, never have I ever lied to the police. I've never done that. I've never done that. Yeah. However, there's been times mm-hmm. where the police have asked questions for like something that had happened in my apartment complex, and I was like, I'm just too tired, so I'm going to pretend I don't have the answers <laughs> to something that I watched from my window because I didn't want to answer questions. I was tired. So what I heard is you're withholding information, information. from the police. I guess. <laughs> What's worse? I, I know. It's all right. They probably won't hear this. Um, never have I ever uh, ended a date in half an hour or less. Oh, I wish. But no. <laughs> no, I have not. No. Uh, two more. Never have I ever put a match out on my tongue. Whoa, no. But I have, uh, like... Put my fingers on my tongue to put out a candle because I saw it in the movies. Oh, yeah. So that's the only thing I've done. Did you get burned? No. My brother and I saw it in a movie, and then we were, like, little. We were like, okay. do you think that works? So then we got a match, lit the candle, <laughs> did it, and we were like, wow, we're cool. <laughs> How about you, Lauren? I have definitely never done that. <laughs> so I actually um, have have done that. Okay. Wow. Oh. Yeah, How did that work out? Not well. Not well. I would not advise it. You guys are smarter than me. Um, and the last, never have I ever. Never have I ever hurt myself sneezing. Oh. No. I feel like I probably have. I feel like I I've probably thrown too. my back out sneezing. Like. <laughs> I definitely have too. I think. Too. I was gonna say you guys are a little too young, but I don't know, Lauren. You're advanced for your age. Uh, you know. <laughs> I think I was at the gym, like lifting weights and sneezed, and it just uh, it took itself. Yeah, right on. Wait till you do it just sitting on the couch. It's a <laughs> it's something to look forward to. You just sitting there, have a big sneeze, and all of a sudden your back is thrown out. So, just, yeah. so something to look forward to. Awesome. Well, thanks for playing. Never have I ever. This is the point of the podcast that we've been building to the whole time. So at this point, um, not your dog, Nicholas, little Link, Lauren, if. Logan Cummins has sent you a friend request based on the time that we've spent together. Would you accept or uh, confirm or delete the friend request? Quickly confirm the friend request. Yes, I would accept you. I love new friends. I, yes, thank and you so friends. much. <laughs> fast friends, yes. Um, I thought you were going to say, Nick, quickly we need to offline confer on this. But oh. <laughs> I'm just glad that you went straight confirm. I'll take confirm over yes. confer. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on and hanging out and teaching me about the Wienermobile um, and sharing all of your fun stories and getting to know you. It's awesome to have you as friends. Do you want to tell people where they can find you um, on your social media uh, and where they can find out about the Wienermobile and where it's going to be appearing? Yeah. So on social media, both Little Link Lauren and I each have our individual hot dog or Instagram. So you can type in Nacho Dog Nicholas or Little Link Lauren on Instagram. And then our events are always posted on OscarMeyer.com, spread out with all six Wienermobile vehicle teams. So we're spread out all over the country. So just do a quick Google search on uh, where you can find the Wienermobile as well as request it on that same website. I'm keeping an eye. I'm keeping an eye for when you guys are close. There was uh, one of the Wienermobiles was in downstate Illinois last week, but it was too far for me to make it in a single day drive. So I'm keeping my eye out, though. There you go. Awesome. Nicholas, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on. Um, It was a blast having you. I'm so excited that you're friends with me. And uh, have a great day. You too. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.
for listening to the Fast Friends Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all-new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.